Welcome to Shit Talk Fridays, a podcast where we talk about all things lifestyle and relationships with a splash of controversy. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. We have had some really great weather this past couple of days. It's got me pretty happy. Um, I dragged Evo outside yesterday. Not because Evo doesn't like to go outside, because Evo is a pretty busy guy, so I have to find ways to drag him yeah. with me on my little excursion. Definitely got me co-signing a lot of your bullshit, <laughs> but you know, um, willingly, well, I, I do it. I do it because because uh, I want to. It's just not not the priorities that I have set. But then you know, once you present them, I realize how much they are of priority, and then I end up making time for them. But it it's usually the result of me like being neglectful of something that I should be doing that's sorry yeah no, it's not really it's fucking i got way too much shit going on you do and i and i shouldn't but i'm like trying to be a jack of all trades as i'm sure a lot of people are these days where they feel like they have to have multiple well my, my thing is is you know multiple multiple streams of revenue coming in um i don't want to just have all my eggs in one basket so i'm constantly um developing and working on these things to to achieve those goals and it's very easy to uh forget about the the you know the 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 simple things in life which mm -hmm. like taking a walk or going on a hike you know mm -hmm. with the person that you love that's what i'm here for you know it's taking yeah, it's taking a moment to stop and smell the roses while you still can and you're definitely great for that you know and that's that's you know that that's the balance that you know that i need in my life so let's cheers to that yeah, and today we to are that. drinking ladies and gentlemen yeah, we, we went to trader joe's and we got my favorite um their jalapeno lemonade mix which is perfect for an easy spicy margarita And that tastes just as good as I remember. Yay. Definitely a, a great summertime drink for sure. Yeah, highly recommend it. Um, it's their spicy, is it lemonade no, or limey? No, it's a, it's a spicy margarita mix. It's not. It's not? No. Are you sure? I was almost, po at one point they had one, didn't they? We d Please don't tell me <laughs> that we've been not. getting this this whole time. It's a spicy limeade. And I've been under the impression that it was a spicy margarita mix. No, it's a spicy limeade. Spicy limeade. Yeah. Shout out to Pinterest for me finding that because, right. you know, I'll be looking for summertime drinks. So today we're going to be talking about being a father. Being a father and Father's Day. Support for Shit Talk Fridays is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in below the waist grooming and hygiene. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. I can't count the number of times I nicked myself using shitty ass trimmers that literally left me anxious about grooming. Manscaped has skin safe technology that has restored my faith when I groom below the waist. And did I mention the new 4.0 lawnmower has a 4K LED light? So you ain't missing shit. So head over to manscaped.com to get 20% off and free shipping with the code STFridays20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code STFridays20. Unlock the confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now back to the show. Yeah, because that's actually the following week coming yeah. up. And this conversation was spawned off of our last conversation, which was about being a step parent. And we put out some numbers out there that a lot of people found very confusing. A lot of the comments that we got were that my math wasn't mathing. And what a lot of our maybe listeners and watchers didn't know is that there was a part of it that I left out in the clip that I put out there that is 
I basically did some numbers and I said something to the effect of that in all there are more stepfathers in the world or excuse me in the United States than there are stepmothers and the percentage that I gave when it added up with the mothers it didn't make sense to people and what I left out was is that there are still um non-cohabitating step parents that weren't part of the uh, equation that I gave when it came to step parents overall mm -hmm. and I know some people might think non-cohabitating step parents like why is that even a thing but it does exist we actually know one we know of a step parent that is taking care of their stepchild but they are no longer cohabitating with the biological mother right which made me think of all of the phenomenal fathers that are out there that are doing things very differently than fathers many times ago. And not only is he raising the stepchild, but he also had a child with the biological, the biological mother of the stepchild. So he's now raising their biological child. Yes, he is the custodial parent. He is the custodial parent of the biological child and raising, raising the, 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 step, stepchild. the stepchild. Yeah. Um, so it immediately sparked this thing in my brain because there were a lot of men in the comments saying things like, never me, I would never be, I would never be a stepfather. And, you know, listen, kudos to you. If, yeah, you, if that's, if that's, if that's not something you want to do, then that's not something you want to do. Yeah. I just don't appreciate the talking down on people who choose to take on that role. So I really wanted to highlight some of the phenomenal fathers that are out there because I want to say that you and I know many great fathers yeah. that are biological fathers stepfathers adoptive fathers gay fathers like i've seen it all and some of these men are, are really fantastic and i thought it'd be nice to you know kind of talk about how things have changed from like our fathers to the parents and fathers that we see now because right. there is some significant change in yeah. the world that we see and how fathers are playing a role in their children's yeah, lives. Yeah, for sure there has been. Um, you know, as we were coming up on Father's Day, I started to like think about this this person that I saw on social media say one day, they brought up a, an interesting point that at that time, I didn't really know if it had any merit or if there was any facts behind it, mm -hmm. but they were commenting and saying how fathers ain't shit, you know, in, in comparison to Mother's Day, you know, and how Mother's Day is so you know, widely celebrated and how big of a thing it is and mm -hmm. how much like mothers are praised. And when it comes to Father's Day, it's like, man, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and um, and that was just his description of the uh, of, of those two days in comparison. But it led me to think, like, you know, is it true? And if so, why? Mm -hmm. Why is it true? And uh, so I did a bit of a deep dive into it. OK. And so. I decided to just like really find out when what when did Mother's Day and Father's Day uh, come about? Come about, yeah. So it turns out that Mother's Day was created on May twelfth, nineteen oh seven, and then three years later on June nineteenth, nineteen ten, Father's Day was created. Hmm. But it really wasn't made in a, like an official holiday until fifty years later. Oh wow! So like not into the sixties. Yeah, yeah, and so. Um, that was the uh you know peace love and peace love time so yeah. maybe they were like yo man we need to make this official yeah. <laughs> well i think that um well so what i found out was that primarily the reason why mother's day 
is celebrated the way that it is and Father's Day is celebrated the way that it is and some people may feel that one is celebrated more than the other is that for a very long time fathers were not active roles in the children's lives mm. and that was primarily due to the way that society was built you know through the industrial revolution and you know like just urbanization urbanization and you know men being the primary you know care um Provider. providers for the families and always having to be out you know and even back you know from hunter gatherer days you know it's you know yeah. it's, men were always out the women were always stayed back with the children and raising the children yeah so at some point someone thought you know forgive me for not remembering her name i don't and i didn't write it down but it was a woman she all of she one day thought it would be nice for one day to just celebrate mothers and it mm -hmm. became like something that was just very you know meaningless but thought it was important and it just really grew into something that what, what is now mother's day yeah as, but, do, as do many traditions yeah as do many traditions so that was like okay that makes a lot of sense you know and it was just based on the way that society was that mothers was really an important thing to celebrate but you know that being said i found it to be kind of sad mm -hmm. you know that that it, you know that it ended up like that that the fathers ended up having to because of the way society was and you know one two parents had to take you know roles in the in the life of the, of the family where one had to stay home and mm -hmm. and care for the children and one had to go out and provide yeah and so the downside of being a provider was that you weren't really there for the children yeah you're out of the house a lot right like and i think i think you and i can easily attest to this yeah. our fathers were 100 percent like that they yeah. were they were the providers they were the men and the fathers that they took care of us by um giving money and putting frozen dinners yeah. in the refrigerator that's primarily how i grew up yeah you know i, I grew Same. up yeah i grew up in a single parent household where i grew up with my father and he worked a lot he worked a lot you know sometimes more than you know easily 12 plus hours a day and was the provider you know when you say that i'm over here smiling because there was a joke in my house um we used to make a song and it was called my name is i'm gonna blank my father's name but my name is such and such and i work six days a week because that was like my father's thing my yeah. dad works six days where you work monday through saturday and he was out of the house and he owned his own business just like your father did and he was out of the house and i think you and i both can say this when you are an entrepreneur you're sometimes out of the house even more than when you are working a nine to five because yeah. you are you are the end all be all you know you got to open the business you got to close the business yeah. you got to take care of your employees the so first, first one to leave and last first one first correct. one to open and last one to leave yeah so i'm smiling because i i know that you and i had very similar upbringings when it came to how our fathers were being part of our lives yeah and then you know you had the mothers at home being the the tlc's you know the mm -hmm. tender loving caregivers and um men were really just left up to be the providers and the discipl disciplinarians, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, yeah, it, as, uh, you know, I'm gonna tell your father. Yeah. I'm gonna tell your father, you know, <laughs> and it was like, you know, when your father came home, that was the, you know, that's when the police arrived. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny that you say that, um, in addition to you saying our mothers being our TLCs, because, and if anybody doesn't know that, uh, both of our mothers did not play that role in our lives yeah. either. <laughs> 
me and Eva have an interesting past that we did not know each other, but somehow it is like almost identical. Yeah. So we have, you know, we have an interesting, we have an interesting place and time in, 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 in history right now where I feel like culturally the dynamic is shifting over where fathers are now realizing how important it is to be a crucial role in the in the development of a child mm-hmm. how important it is to to be part of your child as they while they're growing up because thinking back at the way my father raised me i can only imagine because I, I honestly we've never even had a relationship where we sat there and we talked in depth about his childhood and how he grew up you know i knew i know bits and pieces of it yeah you, you probably know little stories yeah little tiny stories i mean you know being my father we weren't wanted to sit there especially when i was younger uh to have long conversations about our family history and you know yeah, relatives same. and things that he you know i didn't get a lot of stories passed on as to you know from his childhood and there weren't a lot of um things that he learned growing up that he passed on to me as a child that he wanted to teach me and so on and so forth and that only leads me to imagine how rough of a of a childhood he had to where for sure he wasn't he didn't easily open up when it came to that i'm i'm sometimes when we talk about our dads i'm so it's the similarities are are shocking to me because it was yeah. the same thing with my father i maybe heard couple of stories his upbringing was like you say very very rough especially emotionally wise yeah um and the interesting thing is that as rough as his childhood was it led to him growing up to being a tough person Mm -hmm. you know so um there's a saying that hard times make strong people Mm mm-hmm and then strong people make good times. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, my father provided a really, even, uh, even though he was a tough person, mm-hmm. he created a good life for me. Mm-hmm. I would definitely like to say that, you know, and, and my mother too. But mm-hmm. I, because I was primarily with my father, he did everything that he could to create a good life. Um, and then good times create weak people. Mm. And then weak people create bad times Mm. and then the cycle begins again where bad times create strong people oh my god yeah so as interestingly as it is where right now we are in a part of our history where fathers are finding out how or realizing how interesting i mean interesting excuse me fathers are finding out how important it is to be a part of their children's life it shows that and separate from being a provider. And separate from being a provider, how, how important it is to be there, you know, and raising them and, you know, being there, being there for them emotionally and uh, participating in their lives and all these things. These are these take a part of a person to be sensitive and be emotional, mm-hmm. to be softer. Mm-hmm. And it's a direct it's a, like it's a direct result of what I see as you know weaker times coming you know Mm. good good times creating weak people but i don't want to take those to the weak and softer and make them connected to each other i think you actually 
maybe that's the terminology that's used but this is my own personal opinion would on you two, s- two, two things that are going on that i see that are are they have they're they have something to do with each other but I'm, would you say weaker in a bad sense i look at it i in, look at it as a good thing yeah not in it's not in a bad sense it's just a result of people growing up in not hard times mm-hmm. or at least not as hard as times as the generation prior to them grew up in mm-hmm. you know where they're not so focused on surviving and being tough and things mm-hmm. like that you know and not to say that there aren't a lot of people now in this generation that are dealing with that that are dealing with hard times and rough times and growing up and mm-hmm. having to be tough and survive but it's less than than it was than prior it, than it was prior yeah and so you know the parents of those children which are you know fathers now that are realizing how important it is to be in their children's lives are being less tough on their children you know learning to be more empathetic learning to be more emotional learning to be more for them personally be more present in their lives Mm -hmm. instead of being such just providers and you know and disciplinarians Mm. and so it's great because now we have an opportunity to shift this uh this statistic that men father's day aren't, aren't isn't celebrated as much as mother's day because fathers are just not really present in their children's lives yeah and that uh, going back to what you said earlier that the mothers were more celebrated because of the tlc and maybe that shift is happening now where fathers are giving more of that that tender loving care yeah Yeah, and i think that firsthand you and i have seen it we have seen many fathers be more present in those ways, in those more loving and caring ways. Um, I can say that I saw it firsthand with you. You know, um, it was a big factor in our dynamic as mother and father to be very caring on both ends and mm-hmm. not just primarily come from me. And it wasn't like, I'll be honest, it wasn't like something where we just sat down and I was like, so Evo, um, I need you to be softer. You yeah. know, that definitely wasn't the that wasn't the case. I think it's just directly tied to what you said is that you and I came from upbringings where our fathers were not like that. Right. So because there was a lack of that tender loving care in our childhood, we immediately want to put that onto our children. Yeah. And you said it in the last episode that hindsight is 2020. Yeah, so when you look back and you're like Man, I could have definitely used a hug every now and then. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes, I could. I could have. But we, we, we have an interesting opportunity right now. Mm-hmm. Because, as I stated, in my opinion, we're in this space right now where hard times have created a, a type of uh, person that grew up in, in, in the good times. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that, you know, we have to let go of the toughness. That doesn't mean that we cannot be, you know, we can't be every single one of those things all combined. We can't, it doesn't mean we can't be a, a you know, a provider, a disciplinarian and, a, you know, a tender caregiver. And I think that now is the time to capitalize on that. You know, now is the time to try to create a new branch of people that are growing up, raising their children with all of those things together. Yeah. And it's, I will say that it's not an easy feat. No, hell no. And the reason why I say that it's not an easy feat, because once upon a time I was a single mother, so I was doing all of those things by myself. Yeah. 
So I know that it's not easy to be like, hey, I want to love you. I want to discipline you. And at the same time, you know, I have to make sure you're on the right trajectory. It can be. It can, can be, be tough. Yeah, it can, it can be, be tough. It can be definitely be tough. tough. But when there are two people together saying, we're going to make this commitment to do this together, because let's be real. Households nowadays are not like they were, you know, 50 years ago, you know, in, in the 60s when, you know, there was a mom that stood at home and a dad that went to work. The majority of households now in the United States are functioning by two working parents. So the dynamic is very different in the sense of men just don't have to go out and be the provider. So men do have this opportunity. And um, I think coupled together, if parents say, all right, we don't want to lose this toughness that you're talking about because I'm big on that. And you know that we were actually just talking about how I want to make sure that our daughter can go out into the world and have this self-advocacy where she can know when it's the right time to stand up for herself. And that comes with sometimes me have to instill things in her that may seem a little tough. Mm -hmm. um, I don't always want to just, you know, be like, oh, poor baby, you know, yeah. where... Our parents they didn't even necessarily have that conversation with us. It was just like, get up, you know, wipe the tears out of your eyes and keep going. You know, there wasn't that yeah. conversation of, I acknowledge your feelings. Right. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> it's a little difficult to to grow up from the previous generation and not want to leave all of the traumatic things behind oh yeah you my know, god for sure there, I, I for for one know quite a few people that grew up in physically abusive households and now that their parents you know vowed never to lay a finger on their kids which is by all means like to res respect to each parent you know no, i'm here not here to tell anyone how to raise their kid but i think it's important to not look at those um times of growing up as completely traumatic i mean i think perspective is such a powerful thing and if one could position themselves and again i'm not saying that this is easy but if you could just follow me for a moment here and just imagine being able to do this if if, a, if one can position themselves to look back at those um memories and find some type of lesson some type of something that they can label as good as made them better in some way whatsoever then take that and bring that forward into mm -hmm. their parenting rather than just leaving all of that that you know that disciplinarian behind because you know it is my opinion that children do need discipline oh right for sure not everybody will agree with me you know there's there's people that probably don't discipline their kids at all you know and and that's because of I mean, for whatever reason, they decide not to. They just don't discipline their kids. You know, they kind of they discipline them in a way where it's very much so. Um, and I just want to be clear that we're not talking about physical discipline. We're, no, just, we're talking just talking about. about yeah, yeah. We're just talking about discipline, period. You know, they correct them. Yeah. You know, correct their actions and what they're doing is wrong. But there's there but should there's, be consequences. There's no consequences yeah. behind their actions. There's no discipline following saying, yeah. hey, because you did this now you know this is this is the result of what your of what your actions are yeah. you know and having them experience you know what happens when they do things that are wrong yeah and so i think that that's very important in now nowadays for the parents that are deciding to be 
more of an active role in the children's lives, especially the fathers, fathers yeah. not to leave the discipline behind, mm-hmm. you know, as a bad thing, you know, turn it into something positive that you can use, utilize with along with everything else to be a well-rounded parent yeah. you know, and to it's, your child. I will say this. It is not, I said this before, it is not easy. However, there are so many tools out there that can aid in this transition from being you know, so hard to try to, you know, soften up your approach when it comes to disciplining your child. I myself have read, I want to say a good handful of books to try to understand how to better approach children as a whole. And in addition, obviously our children, our children, I was quite young when I had my boys, but I definitely took some time to try to find ways that I could discipline my boys because you know there was a there was a moment in time where you know they were really acting out and I needed to find ways to you know say for them for them to understand that their actions had consequences but it it wasn't the type of consequences that I would have one time have met would have met you know so it's going to take a little bit of effort for parents especially fathers that now I think the transition is happening now and like I want to say our generation and the current generation, I think the next generation, which will be uh, Gen Z, it may be even even different, even though I hear a lot of those kids from that generation don't even want children. But that's a whole nother conversation. And that has to, a lot to do with like, you know, things that have happened from our generations. But you definitely need to find ways to equip yourself with the tools in order to make this change. And I think that that's so important. You, I have a hard time wrapping my head around people that just say it's hard and not look into finding ways to make it simpler. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think it's great that now, nowadays men are deciding to, be more a part of their of their child's life mm-hmm. um, and be so much more than just being a disciplinarian and a provider um, and the and reason I say why this is important I think it's great is because you know it was I found I did I did a little bit of research and mm. it was on science daily um, the website of science daily did a, had a study from Brigham Young University mm-hmm and the study basically said that you know fathers who are actively taking roles in their children's life uh, by attending events talking more spending more time together interacting with their children showing personal interest in their lives playing video games with them playing dress up you know mm-hmm. for for the girls but this is primarily for the boys really built their their masculinity in ways that were positive. Mm. So, and fathers who didn't apply these, these, um, these, these things to their children's life lives and ended up having children that developed more aggression. Mm. They were less emotional. They did not speak out and ask for help and developed a toxic side of masculinity that, we all know and yeah right? and, and i'm thinking 
it's because they had this idea of what it was to be masculine. Right. So they were trying to achieve that, even though that's not in actuality what true, I guess you could say, masculinity is. Right. Well, because it was toxic. It was, to- yeah, it's, it's toxic because the way. The way uh, a male body develops with testosterone, it's very competitive and and aggression fueled. Testosterone mm-hmm. is kind of like an aggression hormone. It's aggressive in, in its in its entirety. If you want to describe it, mm-hmm. so when you when something like that matures and is not taught to speak properly and is not you know it's not given tender loving care throughout that process. Yeah. From from the male from the male, from parent. from the yeah from the male counterpart of yeah. of that dynamic, um, then what you have is a, a you know a, a person that has grown up with a bit of toxicity in them because they just have not learned to develop certain areas of their masculinity in a positive way. Yeah. Um, so when you have fathers who are doing these things as far as playing games, attending events, talking more to their to their boys spending time and interacting with their children, the result was children who became more emotionally in tune with how they felt, more willing to speak about their feelings mm. in a masculine way, less aggressive, more more willing to ask for help. You know, that whole don't cry, you know, yeah. don't you, you know, don't you act soft, really creates a personality of someone that when something is wrong inside they don't ask for help and you know especially men because we deal with such aggression and we're so competitive in ways when we are emotionally troubled we need help i can actually speak to that firsthand i was raised very very much like that by my father to not cry to not um be soft about things yeah and you know me i'm very i'm for a very long time, I'm very different than I was some time ago. But for a long time in my life, I did not let people ever see me exhibit um, what is considered like weak emotions. Like right. I didn't cry in front of people. I wasn't easily um, willing to embrace people. I didn't like hugging. Um, I was very, my exterior was very rough because I was raised to be like that because my dad was like what you would consider a man's man. Right. And then I also lacked the presence of my mother where maybe I would have gotten some of that softness from. So I was really rigid in that sense, coupled with some trauma, but um, I could see how that could really affect a young man because not only are they probably lacking that from their home, but society is also telling them that they can't be like that because it's kind of happening everywhere for the most part, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, it definitely is. And an, one other thing that happens as a as a byproduct of that is there's uh, something that something something is created within that within that male, which we we call a nonverbal issue. Mm-hmm. A nonverbal issue is something that. Something emotionally that it negative negatively builds inside of you. You have a negative experience with your life and you don't speak about it. You just internalize it. But it comes out in all other ways. And it, it turns in. So it becomes nonverbal. It's mm-hmm. an issue that you have within yourself that you have not verbalized yet. That issue cr- 
contains a type of energy. You know, it's it's let's call it anger, right? Issue mm-hmm. when people have issues, they it, it's this it's it's discomfort. It you know, it's something that doesn't doesn't make you feel right, it doesn't sit right with you, right? Yeah. So imagine growing up with something inside of you that really is not sitting right with you. How do you think that in time that woven into who you are as a person develops in the later years? It completely changes who you are as a person. It grows with you. It festers. And it never goes away. You know, people like to think that, oh, you know, if I don't talk about something, then, you know, it'll eventually go away. But it never does. It goes away to the rest of the world, but you're carrying it all your life. Oh, you for sure carrying it. And it is it is brewing inside of you like a poison. Yeah. And eventually it comes out. Yeah. And so... This thing that we're seeing now where you have this this shift in the way that fathers are participating in your children's lives is, to me, a beautiful thing. It's an opportunity to create a new generation of children, uh, and in this particular case, boys, that are less likely to grow up having nonverbal issues mm-hmm. and therefore in their later years um, becoming people that are you know end up exploding at some point in their life because of this issue that they had inside that they never ever spoke about you combine that with you know the aggression that you know a male grows up with and at some point the two are like ticking time bonds like one is the gunpowder and one is the fuse and eventually they meet Mm -hmm. and then you know and then there's just this explosion yeah so it's better to at least unpack one of those at some point in the child's life so that the other one doesn't ignite when you know it has nothing to meet with to ignite yeah i will say though um i know that you've spoken a little bit on like the significant role that fathers are play in a young man's life and how that in turn can affect a young man then thus potentially developing this tox- toxic masculinity as a young woman my father was a huge part of my life and i and I don't mean in the sense of that he played a avid role. What I mean is, is that I somewhat idolized my father and I wasn't receiving this. I wasn't receiving the love and affection and emotional, you know, um, support, support that I needed as a young girl. And that definitely affected me as a young woman because um, it kind of can skew the way you look at men. And when you don't receive positive reinforcement from the male in your family, whether it be your father, let's Mm -hmm. say your father's not present, let's say you're not receiving that from uncles, grandfathers. I would like to say, though, that... um, I did have some positive male role models in my life. My my uncle, who has since passed away, um, I talk about him a lot about yeah. some of the great experiences I had yeah, with we him. We actually we actually did something not too long ago that you did with him that I found was a great experience, and now it's part of our lives, and we will be continuing that experience. What are you talking about? Going camping. Oh yeah, that was something that you used to do with your uncle. Yeah, and 
<laughs> every time we do it, you know, I think one of the best memories is, is that when we would get to the campsite, the smell that I used to smell and that sometimes I smell it now and it immediately reminds me of him. Mm-hmm. But not not to dismiss, I had some great memories with my father too, but there was, because he was my father, because he should have been my primary caretaker and there was a lack of that support. And I'm sorry, before it took me a little bit to get the words because I don't know if you could tell. Like it's, I can see, yeah. Yeah, you could see it in my eyes. I get like a... Emotional. Yeah, I get like a little emotional about it. It's okay. You know, I mean, this is a sensitive subject and we all have our moments where, you know, things might not have been in the most positive light. So I didn't expect this to happen. I'm sorry. (laughs) But um, so what I was saying is, is that um, fathers play such a large role in their daughter's lives, maybe in. maybe in a way that they don't expect and um it can really affect how a young woman goes out and perceives men in her lives going forward so the one thing i will tell you is that because of the experience that i had with my father um when it came time for me to say this is the man i'm gonna marry and this is the man that is gonna help me raise my two previous children and then one day raise a child together Man, you had to hit so many fucking, <laughs> you had to hit so many points mm-hmm. because of what I had lacked growing up. But then I think the the joke is on me because <laughs> you hold so many similar traits that my father has, which are the good ones. Um, so I think it's so important for fathers to understand the, 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 the important role that they play in their children's lives um, and how when they grow up, when they go out into the world, how that affects their view of potentially the opposite sex. Um, I didn't know if you had any more for us because I really wanted to go into some of the wonderful things that fathers in today's, you know, millennia are doing that fathers weren't, our fathers wouldn't even fathom doing yeah, once no, upon a time. Let's get into it. Okay. So, um, I'm so glad that I had a tissue over here. <laughs> so first and foremost, one of the things that you touched on like pre like you know earlier in the conversation that I have seen more than I've ever seen is uh fathers playing dress up with their kids. And yeah. I know that many people can can say that they have seen it um on social media yeah. fathers playing dress up with their boys. Um, boys that sometimes want to play dress up in kind of more girl fashion. Um, fathers playing dress up with their daughters, dressing up as princesses, you know, even going even a little bit further. Something that I see more now than ever that I fucking adore because it's my favorite holiday, which is Halloween, is when uh, families dress up as like cohesive characters so one of the things that like immediately sparked in my brain was um, I have a friend that one time their daughter wanted to be a character from Star Wars. So the whole family were the whole family was Star Wars characters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of men will be like Halloween. That's I'm not dressing up like that's a girl thing. And so many fathers are doing it and they're all about it. I know you're always willing to dress up. Yeah, um, I wasn't. I just I, have to make sure that yeah. I'm the one. <laughs> I, you know, what's funny is that I myself am part of this changing yes. dynamic in the way fathers are raising their children. Mm-hmm. 
So I speak from experience. And then this particular case is one that I have I have shifted the way that I have um, decided to be as as a parent um, because of our relationship. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a work in progress. <laughs> and um, and w- that was one of them. I remember I remember for Halloween, I was like never one to really dress up for Halloween, you know? Uh, yeah, and, no, I don't play that game. Yeah. You, you, you dressing up, sir. And then now I'm all about it. Like, let's go. Let's do it. You know? But um, I think you can say this with certainty but do you not see how it lights up our daughter's eyes oh, yeah, of course you know? i think that that's the best part about it uh, for me at least is see it's just watching her excitement and being part of that excitement you know and and not just being there um but also participating it in a way where we're we're like on the same frequency and yeah that's i think that's 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 the key difference for me because i our thing is like um, I, I know I say Halloween is, is is like it's my favorite holiday. It's definitely become a favorite in the house where um, we I like to give out candy. So we like to sit on our front porch and we like to give out candy. I love to admire all of the kids costumes and our daughter has grown, grown to love that. And now mm-hmm. it's like a family thing where we sit on the porch. We play Halloween music. Mm-hmm. Um just the whole fantasy part of it. I think men are taking a more avid role in that and being part of like this more softer side of, of, you know, imagination. Yes. Which I think, God, it's so important because imagination is something that could take a child really far. And I don't think a lot of fathers especially think about that because, you know, they, Again, being the provider, sometimes when you say, you know, dad, I want to be an artist or I want to be those things are very like imaginative, you know, they are. So it's sometimes hard for men to see the concrete in that, like, you know, how that's going to take a young man or a young woman somewhere. So um, I think it's great that I, I love to see that now, especially me being the type of. I'm the type of parent I'm 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 I love creativity so to have a partner that is willing to like join me in that fun and our daughters see that it's not just like a woman or a man role it's just about having a good time i think that is the key lesson in that right i agree so um the next one that i have is housework that's a good one men are taking more of an avid role in housework and i will say this when i first met evo he was atrocious at it (laughs) Yeah, I used to. <laughs> I used to be pretty funny um, to watch, just uh, trying to sweep up. <clears throat> Man, you you put some effort into it, but um, I particularly remember you laughing at me watching. Uh, yeah, me, watching me sweep. I had no idea what the fuck you were doing. I was never taught, and that was, and I found that so hysterical because yeah. in my mind I was like, how is it that you don't have these just like foundational tools of chores. being able to like take care of your space didn't have chores didn't have chores didn't i mean you know like and again <laughs> you know my my father being you know out of the house 12 to 14 hours a day you know he was never really home to you know teach me how to excuse me how to care for myself yeah you know i mean you learned a lot from me i learned a lot from you but even before when i was a child i learned a lot from my brother and i learned a lot from you know friends and you know people around me that i just interacted with you know friends parents and things of that nature Mm -hmm. being over their houses watching how they did things and just kind of like learning 
from other people's families you know it's yeah it's a little weird but that's just how i grew up yeah um you know that kind of knocks on my point a little bit from last week that it takes a village sometimes you can learn from other avenues that you don't even expect um i can tell you firsthand that Yes, you were once upon a time not the greatest at housework. There are times now that you fucking speed past me like Speedy Gonzalez on yeah, some of the chores I in the took, house. I took that shit and ran with it. Yeah. Um, Evo sometimes cleans so vigorously that I'm actually tired watching him because he likes to remove all of the things from the... It's just too much for me. When it comes to doing the floors. Yeah. I take everything out of the room. But, everything off yeah, the floors. And me, I'm just like, no, I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. go around. But... On top of that, I would like to say is that we know so many other men that are like you that them taking the role of doing a good portion of the housework and not even them looking at it like, oh, I'm doing this and she's doing that. Like, no, this is part of my role of being a man in this household. We know so many men that are just like, yeah, I do that. Or yeah, I clean the dishes. Or yeah, I do this. And there's not like this stigma of, yeah, I'm doing it because she wants me to or, right. be, you know, there right. and I'm so happy to see that shift because, again, if we're living, you know, we're living in the 21st century. Right. So if we're living in the 21st century and women are going out to work for a good portion of the time, then shouldn't men be like sh- that shift should be yeah, happening. Men where are it's, definitely not, finding it's not even it. about like gender anymore. It's about like, OK, how are we together? Yeah, they're finding to- equ- it equally as important as to take place in the things that happen in the house Mm -hmm. you know as women are finding it equally important to take place uh, you know in the things that are going outside of the house yeah and i think that it's a it's a great shift in in the dynamic of parenting and creating more of balanced parents versus one that primarily does one thing and then the other that primarily does another and that's not to say that we still don't live in a society where these dynamics exist where Mm -hmm. they're just heavily shifted where one parent does one thing and the other parent does another thing but thankfully we're evolving mm-hmm. we are changing into something that is creating more of present fathers which i think is it's it can't be spoken enough how important it is you know as you say that the other thing that i think about which is my third thing that i wanted to share that i see men doing so much more that puts such a smile on my face is the grooming of their kids and when i say grooming i mean doing their hair getting them dressed um evo really took a step in understanding how to do his daughter's hair but even before that, Evo, do you remember our uh, the our middle son, Mateo? He for a long time had like you know somewhat like um like a little bit lower than his ear hair, mm-hmm. and he didn't like the way I did his hair. And it came to a point where he literally would call for you to do his hair because you were you were softer with it. I he was liked, definitely yeah, more gentle. With yeah, it. he liked your approach, and our daughter's the same thing. I, guys, I and ladies, I'm sorry to say it, but um, I'm a little rough still, <laughs> so I do things a little rough. Yeah. And um, you have taken an avid role in doing our daughter's hair. Um, at night after she washes her hair, you will braid it, and this is something that I see many fathers doing. It's not just about now taking your son to get a haircut. I see fathers all over social media, you know, taking classes to learn how to braid their daughter's hair, how to style oh, yeah. their hair. I've watched tons of YouTube videos of like, uh, and right now my my uh, my mission is to learn how to do like intricate braids. Like yeah. I want to do, I want to do like 
like a fish braid like a fish braid i'm st- i'm working on the french braid right now yeah. you know like I'm you're st- not you're not you're not bad um, you're yeah, not bad at it i'm not it. bad with it but i'm not as good as i would like to be yeah um i want to be able to do different hairstyles for her i want to mm-hmm. be able to say on on a special day when you're not around to be able to do something special for her hair that she no- normally doesn't do that she would ha- be able to have if you were here mm-hmm. i want to be able to provide that for her so yeah. um, that's something that i'm working on i will say though um evil has a lot to live up to because um doing hair and makeup is my profession yeah, so tough, he's never really gonna ever be at my not level to fill those shoes not, but not, not so none whatsoever i am i am never i am never going to look down upon what you do because you are you do it and she enjoys it which is to me the most important yeah, part right it. yeah that's it so um yeah i see so many men doing this i remember one time watching a video of this father doing his daughter's hair and the daughter had hair very similar to mine it's very tight curl and he really went in he's like he had the sprays he had the combs he had everything and his daughter's face the way it lit up after her hair was done and the way she looked at herself Again, that is what is the most important part to me is that that role that he took a part in 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 that little girl's life, she's going to grow up and she's going to reflect upon that time that her father spent with her to make her feel to make her feel special. Yeah. I feel sorry for the men that come into her life because she's going to be like, nah, you don't do it like my daddy do it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's 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 a that's an important thing, you know, when it comes to uh, fathers and their daughters lives is the. The moments that a father spends with their daughter that make the daughter feel special and happy, these are the things that when it comes to searching for happiness, a young girl looks for in a, in a partner, mm-hmm. you know, that she's reflecting on what she knows as a man making her feel happy to the moments that she had with her father yeah. and the, the things that they did that made her feel happy and made her feel warm and, and safe and comfortable inside. And then in turn, it with the young men that go out and seek and date women, when they have received that love and nurturing from their father, the way that they approach women is very different, especially yeah. when they have seen men respect and love other women. The way that they approach women going forward really changes their perception. Right. Yeah. And also, I mean, I, I, I'd like to I'd like to say that the uh, dynamic that the father, at least the, the fathers that are still together with the mothers, mm-hmm. the, the dynamic that those two have, mm-hmm. the treatment that the father gives to the mother is also a very important role on yeah. how the the young boy grows up thinking or feeling like it how he should treat women yeah so i have two other things and then we're gonna wrap it up for this episode we're actually cutting this one a little short too um like we said earlier evil's a very busy man he got shit to do but i still want to make sure we highlight these two things so the next one is we are seeing a lot of fathers that are now being stay-at-home dads Mm. Yes, they are. And I will say this. I know a couple. You at one time were not completely a stay-at-home father, but I worked more than you. Yeah. And you were the you were head of household yeah. at that time. Yeah. And, and if, you for those of you who don't know what head of household means, <laughs> that means the primary breadwinner. Yeah. That means the person who pays like most of the bills and while the other one stays home and cares for the home. Yeah. That was our dynamic for quite some time. You yeah. were, you were out there getting it and <laughs> I knew it and I I listen, I supported that at that moment and I stayed home and I took care of what needed to be t- taken care of. And it was fucking 
it was fucking amazing because I never for once ever looked at you than less than as a man because you were just like you were supporting our foundation with your pillar at that point and we needed both pillars because if we didn't then our foundation was going to be uneven and I said this in the last episode you were the support that I was always looking for so it allowed me to go out there and grind harder for what it was that we needed and then eventually it like kind of shifted where you start to be out almost just as much as me but then I had a job where I worked weekends all the time and you were always home on the weekends so then you became you became the primary like activity person you were the you were the father that took the kids places carnivals parks you know you did these little things with them where I would just come home and you guys would tell me about your day or I can't I can't count how many times you went to the beach (laughs) without me on holiday weekends because i had to work and people would look at you like you're here without your wife yeah what like i'm sorry you're here with three children and you'd be like yeah and Mm -hmm. why is like i'm their father like why is that even a thing and um I was enjoying it. I mean honestly evil you literally just took the words out of my mouth i was just about to say like you (laughs) Cause that listen, was your thing. I knew what it was like to bust my ass and work yeah. hard, you know? And so here I am in a space where I don't really have to do that. I can just hang with the kids and, like, you know, just feed them and take care of them. And, you know, while my wife, well, my girlfriend at the time, you know, is out, you know, working and grinding and, and being the provider for the family. Like, I was doing, you know, not that I was providing for anyone at the time, but, I mean, I was just out there doing me you know, building my life for a very long time. And it was, a, it was like, almost like a breath of fresh air to sit back for a second and just allow someone else to like really take on the bulk of the responsibilities while while I um, lived a different life, you know. And you know the, the interesting thing was is that our life didn't really take a, sh- a shift in the other direction until you decided to switch careers. Yeah. You know? And so you switching careers really like you had you reset your whole career and you entered a whole new industry industry yeah. from the bottom. Mm-hmm. And so therefore. You know, the, the, your whole income dynamic changed and then everything changed. And then so then I had to like, all right, that's and I and the, you know, again, us being supportive. I said, you know what? That's what you want to do. I support you. It's my turn to go out and do what I got to do. And that's what happened. And boom. And it, that was yeah, and evil became the fucking Terminator. motherfucker <laughs> 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 was out there jumping through timelines, yeah, assassinating people. Yeah, that's uh, that was. um. Oh, God, I can't. Even yeah, that was a time. I. You and I reflect so much on our past as far as like how we got to where we are now. Sometimes I'm like, I don't even know how the fuck we did what we did. Because like Eva and I went on a hike the other day and we were like walking in the woods for like, it was like what, two and a half hours? Yeah, about that, yeah. Or whatever it was. And there's times that like I just stop and I look around and I go, at this point of time, 10 years ago, I would have been at work fucking killing myself. And God, I, I feel so lucky to be where we are right now. But we had to go through that to get to where we are now. Absolutely. So that being said, my last thing. And not that I think that this takes precedence over any of the ones that I have discussed here today. But this was something that was, God, I may get like a little emotional when I say this too. But this one for me was so impactful. And I will always carry this with me. What? which was and I see many fathers do this now and I'm so happy that this is happening is that the role that men will take in the prenatal care and the post care 
when their wives are pregnant and after they have children. You were, you may have missed one or two of my appointments. And it was literally just because I was like, listen, this appointment is almost nothing. Sir, yeah. you don't need to be here. I, my OBGYN, I think um, low-key was in love with Evo. <laughs> Like, I think if I would have been like, yeah, you can, you guys could go do your thing. She would have. <laughs> she was a sweetheart. Yeah. I, I loved my OBGYN and she loved Evo. Um, but she was just always so fucking shocked by your presence that she paraded you around the office. I remember yeah. one time she was like, oh, this is the husband that I was talking about. I think she got locked out of her office one day and you like helped her get in. I did. She was parading you around to even the day that I gave birth of our daughter after she set me up because I had to have a C-section. She walked Evo into the room holding his hand in the air. This is this is the father. Yeah, she was great. You know, but funny thing <laughs> was is that there, you know, she... She spoke. She was speaking truth because I, yeah. every time that I went, it was like I barely saw any men around. Yes. And the postnatal care. You took two weeks off of work to I stay did. home with me. And so many men are doing this now. So many men are taking this paternity leave to be at home to support their wives because there are so many families that have the same dynamic that we do, which is there are only two people. They don't have extended family to help them raise their child. If you didn't stay home with me, I would have had nobody. And I was recovering from my second C-section. And it was a lot harder than my first one. And I literally, there were moments where I just looked at you and tears came out of my eyes. Because the thought of having to do something felt excruciating. Yeah. So I want to applaud all of the fathers that are like, you know, putting themselves in that position. Because the value that it brings to their wives, the value that it brings to their children... And I could tell you right now, I, I'm going to, um, when I get the opportunity, I want to post a picture of Evo, how he used to swaddle our daughter in like one of those like wrap swaddles so that he could do housework so that I could rest. He would wrap her because she would immediately like fall asleep and you would go about doing your business in the house, washing dishes, whatever the hell you had to do. No shame. I made it a, basically I made it a point and this is just, this is how I ended up doing the things that I did. I ended up. I made it a point to myself to do everything that you did as a mother, mm -hmm. as a father to that child. So there was no difference in what we did. Yeah. And, and honestly, if I would have had breast, I would have breastfed that baby <laughs> too. I'm telling you, I would have. It was the only thing that I couldn't do that yeah. you did. Right? Was that? Was that? I mean, I did follow your lead a lot because you know you were um, a, a, a mother previous. A mother prior. Yeah. But once I picked up on those things that I needed to know. I was doing them. Yeah. 1000%. I know yeah. that there are many men out there doing that currently. And I want to salute you and I want to wish all of you a happy Father's Day. So at, at this point, this brings us to the end of our episode. I would just like to say, maybe I haven't said this before, but we have a new episode that launches every Friday. So please like, subscribe, do all that good shit. Comment and share. Yeah. And have a happy Father's Day, guys. Yeah, have a happy Father's Day. Until we see you next Friday. Peace out. Peace out.